0: Welcome to another episode of On the Issues with Alan Benmire. Today's guest is Uk Lushi, an Albanian-American author and investor. In this episode, they discuss corruption in Kosovo and how to battle it.
1: Uh, Kosovo, or what happened during you know the the war with with Serbia, the tragic tragic death of so many men and boys, in particular of Kosovars. Uh, which eventually led, of course, to the establishment of an independent uh, Kosovo, albeit still not uh, totally recognized internationally, other than the United Nations in particular, anyway, did not recognize yet uh, Kosovo, which is, uh, in my view, it's overdue. But you are from there, and you know the political scene, you know the ins and the outs has been happening. What's, what's your take? This is uh, We've been talking a little bit earlier about the conflict between Kosovo and Serbia. Where this is going to go, because in my view it's one key to eventually recognizing Kosovo as an independent by the United Nations, uh, that is a solution to the Bosnian-Kosovo conflict. Where do you see that going? I mean, yeah, ba- Serbia, yes.
0: Uh, the the... The conflict in Yugoslavia and the, uh, the end of Yugoslavia started in Kosovo. Uh, yeah. The first uh, protests and demonstrations happened in, in 19... The, the, I mean, there was a resistance in the part of the Albanians in Kosovo ever since uh, Kosovo was annexed by Serbia uh, in 1912. Yeah. And then uh, the resistance continued uh, throughout the years until uh, World War Two. Then uh, there was a conference in Bujan, which was organized under the patronage of the Communist Party of Yugoslavia and uh, of the Communist Party of uh, Kosovo. And they agreed with the Communist Party of Albania that Kosovo should have the right uh, to self-determination after the war and therefore be able to join uh, Albania. Uh, After the end of the war, uh, the decision of that conference was betrayed by the communists and Tito, since he had more power than the Albanian communists, uh, integrated Kosovo uh, within Serbia, actually. So then the resistance continued until 1948, until the mid-50s. It died out and uh, eventually in the late 60s when Europe Uh, experienced demonstrations pretty much everywhere. There were demonstrations in Kosovo as well, 1968. And one of the uh, demands was the status of Kosovo as a republic, as an equal republic within Yugoslavia. Uh, This was, of course, rejected by uh, Serbia and Yugoslavia. And then 1981, again, the students rose up and demanded uh, more rights, uh, more equality, And don't forget that Kosovo always was the uh, uh, backyard economically of Yugoslavia. I mean, Yugoslavia was using raw materials, was using uh, the economy of Kosovo, but was not investing back as Mm -hmm. much as it it was taking. So, and then to make the long story short, uh, Milošević came to power in Serbia. He abdicated the autonomy, that, that minimal autonomy that Kosovo had. And this uh, almost 100-year-old uh, conflict occupation, I would call it actually, ended uh, with the war in 1998-1999, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. uh, I think uh, the majority of the Kosovo population, the Albanians were lucky also because and we, we had invested almost a decade in peaceful uh, resistance and activities and lobbying. and. Um, we we lost, I would say, around 400,000 Albanians from Kosovo who left for Germany, uh, all European countries, U.S., Australia, and those people continued their work uh, in those countries and uh, created uh, n- uh, new friendships, uh, informed uh, the governments of those countries. And then uh, we were lucky because NATO decided to intervene. And uh, then Kosovo was liberated also due to the fact that uh, Albanians finally decided uh, to revolt, and uh, we formed the Kosovo Liberation Army, and again, together with NATO, we are able to kick the Serbs out.
1: Yeah. um, Now, where where do you see things uh, going on from this point? I mean, um, (coughs) the conflict between the two countries obviously is preventing Kosovo from from joining the, the EU, but even then, of course, Kosovo has to go through extensive reform social political just recently i don't know if you read the article that Arban and i wrote about the endemic corruption in kosovo the high unemployment uh so kosovo in today is not doing great in that regard economically socially politically and in terms of the execution of democratic um form of government to actually to for the government to be for the people so, so Kosovo now is a sort of quite—I call it a quite turmoil inside. Uh, what is going to take to change the dynamics within Kosovo itself? Let's let's leave—I would like to leave Bosnia, I mean Serbia alone for a moment. For the Kosovars themselves to look at themselves in the mirror, and they, and in my view, they can take so many different actions political, economic, social, to solidify, to strengthen Kosovo as a country, independent from anything else, whether the Serbians cooperate or do not cooperate. In my view, the, can, can, the, the Kosovars can bring a, a, close, a solution. My, my feeling is that if the Kosovo focus right now on building, strengthening the internal socioeconomic and political conditions, they be in a much stronger position later on when they sit down to negotiate with Serbia. The Serbs today look at as Kosovo as a weak uh, country, um, is unable to actually um, live up to the promise, uh, what promised the people themselves I don't, know if you read, I don't know if you read the article, the immigration from Kosovo yeah, is yeah, very yeah, yeah, yeah. alarming. The economic deterioration is very alarming. So, so these measures need to take place. Do you see any prospect?
0: I, I mean, substantially you hit the, the nail on the head because that's, that's, uh, that should have been the core of our interest, engagement, and strategy in Kosovo. I mean, once one, uh, there are many reasons why that didn't happen. One of them is also the uh, exogenous factors, uh, meaning the internationals. But I don't want to blame the internationals. I mean, I don't want... uh, It is the responsibility of the people who live in a state to uh, build and strengthen the state. I mean, uh, the internationals uh, went there, made the money, and, I mean, it's not their country. We had 20 years. Uh, I think we cannot avoid the responsibility, uh, unfortunately, the elites that were formed after the war uh, did not position themselves uh, the right way, uh, you know, elites usually uh, acquire economic power in order to uh, be on top of the hierarchy in every society. but. There is uh, some control, and also uh, elites have responsibilities. I mean, they cannot have only rights. They cannot only look uh, for profiteering and not uh, think about the work that they have to do. So this did happen in Kosovo, unfortunately. And uh, uh, yes, uh, corruption is quite endemic. And uh, the problem is that I am afraid we have gotten to the point where... Uh, we need to do both at the same time. Try to replace the elites and also face Serbia because, uh, I mean, even if we decide not to care about Serbia, Serbia cares about Kosovo, so they, they don't leave Kosovo alone. But, but,
1: no, but I'm, of course, they, but the point, my, my point is, you know, actually very recently I was talking to a group of Palestinians. This very issue came about I, when I was saying to them exactly what I'm trying to convey to you you know they have a hang up for 70 years they've been focusing on israel criticizing israel blaming israel for all their plight and my and what i suggested i, I said to the group but what have you been doing for tears for yourself where is the you, you had that opportunity to build to establish the strong foundation of state to demonstrate to the whole world that you have the capability the will the desire, the interest to be able to do that, then you would have been in a much better situation, a much stronger position to negotiate with Israel because you're establishing credibility that you actually have a state, you want to protect that state, that is going to convince Israelis that you do not have bad bad design or bad intention toward them. When we go back to Kosovo, my feeling is, and I'm sort of equating this, albeit, albeit you cannot really say this is not exactly the same situation, but given that Kosovo today is economically fragile, politically fragile and corrupt to a great extent, uh, un- unemployment is high, the young is, de- is depressed, uh, immigration is on the increase, if they do not focus on that as a, a, a top focus, then f- when they sit to negotiate with, with, uh, with, with Serbia, they are negotiating always from a position of weakness. So if I were to advise today the government there, I would say to them, look, Serbia is not going to stay quiet, but you need to focus on nation building, focus on nation building. So at least you will be able to keep the young here, you don't, will not, express, not experience brain drain that is taking place today in Kosovo. What's, what's your take on this?
0: I I have to agree with that except the fact that uh, uh, when nation building is a process which is being imposed or pushed too far uh, and and is in conflict with the will of the people, then you have a counter push. So I think that was one of the mistakes because like I said, historically, uh, independence of Kosovo is sort of a, a compromise. Or, I would say, even a weakness of the Albanian nationalism. And I agree with you now, I, I would like to focus more on state building. I think state building, you're absolutely right. if you if you create and establish a strong state economically, militarily, uh, you you educate yeah. the, the right sure. citizens, Uh, then you can even decide if you want to unify with the rest of your kin, I mean with Albania. Nobody can stop you, but the problem is not that simple with Kosovo. Why? Because again, uh, and and I'm going to go back to to your point because I I do agree with it, and I'll try to uh, tell you why I think it didn't happen. Uh, Kosovo is in a sort of a catch-22 situation. Why? I agree with you, Serbia is probably not the most important thing that has stopped us. We should have uh, been careful with Serbia, but and we should have not ignored it, but we should have focused on our own uh, problems and solving those problems and so on and so forth. Uh, for example, uh, because the economy cannot start from scratch. It cannot start from an ex nihilo position where, I mean, don't forget something. Uh, Serbia and the war didn't destroy uh, Kosovo only uh, demographically. It didn't just kill 13,000 people. Uh, it, it destroyed uh, hundreds of thousands of homes. I mean, I, I, I think in an estimate that, that I have read, uh, the, the damages, in, in monetary damages, if you convert all of those damages in, in monetary terms, that Serbia caused Kosovo during the war were somewhere around 25 billion. And if you go further back, I think the damage can go up to probably $75 billion. We're talking about an economy that has a GDP of, uh, I mean, around $6-7 seven billion now. And at the time when it was a part of Yugoslavia, probably, you know, the GDP was around $1 billion. So that puts Kosovo back almost a century. But again, I don't want to use it as a justification for uh, our failures. Now I want to go back to to... Uh, the Albanians of Kosovo where we failed. I think we failed, in, again, uh, the peace building because there are phases after a war. Peace building uh, phase was done, I think, greatly. The international succeeded, we succeeded. Uh, it's very hard to reconcile two ethnies uh, right after the war. And like I said, uh, Kosovo, unfortunately, still is a, a territory where two nationalisms compete, the Albanian nationalism and the Serbian nationalism. Uh, of course, Kosovo is 95% Albanian, but the numbers don't determine everything. I mean, Serbia is, for example, the, 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 the defense budget of Serbia now is somewhere around 850 million euros. Kosovo's is 52. So that alone uh, tells everything. Now, uh, the elites that came out of the war we are competing against the, the elites uh, that had led Kosovo uh, from the fall of communism in the late 90s, uh, namely uh, led by the, 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 the president of Kosovo, the first president of Kosovo, Rugova, And I think we made the mistake because we spent too much energy uh, on that competition, which was useless. And it was never uh, ideological or it was not a competition of ideas or projects, but it was petty, it was individual. And we lost, I believe, almost a decade there. Then eventually we learned the game of democracy. And what happened is the elites focused too much on enriching themselves. I mean, we have people in politics in Kosovo now that are so rich, you cannot even imagine of uh, making all of that money if you're in business anywhere in the world. I mean, some of the leaders, very corrupt leaders, uh, control hundreds of millions of dollars. And they have invested that money abroad. So now, the, where did the problem happen? The second phase was the phase of the institutional building, which to a certain degree or in its entirety was also a success, I would say. Why? Because Kosovo has institutions now, uh, from uh, Kuveni, the parliament, uh, uh, the executive, and and decent courts, at least formally. Now, uh, while this happened, the internationals invested heavily in the so-called civil society, meaning young people who were being prepped to eventually either uh, uh, replenish the ranks of the elites or replace them as well. Uh, I think those people, most of them, I really am upset at them because I think they used the money and they were very opportunistic. They either uh, joined the parties and the political system and started serving those uh, elitists that had now also gained uh, not only Economic power, but also political power. They had their own groups. They had their own people, loyalists, and so on and so forth. So we failed to uh, to, to create agents of change and to create a critical mass of people that uh, at least would make those leaders in power be afraid. So and then they they uh, recruited those critical people who had learned something about democracy and the economy and how the political system works. And then, uh, after this happened, uh, the elite actually deepened itself even more in corruption. And then, uh, when you sometimes uh, the only way to, to uh, escape punishment for corruption is to corrupt the others. So now we, we, have, uh, we have groups of people who definitely don't like it. Some uh, give up. For example, in 2014, Kosovo had, I think, one of the worst crises after the war when. Uh, almost 140,000 people left they escaped to Germany they escaped to Western countries and those people decided not to fight So what I'm trying to say is but still there are agents of change. I mean, for example, the current uh, elites or uh, primarily populated by the generation I would say who were born between uh, 1966 68 probably Uh, and uh, probably until 1974, 75. But we have uh, generations that were were born after the 1980s. Well-educated, Western-educated, very smart, uh, a totally different mentality about uh, governance and uh, the state, and they want to contribute, but they feel isolated. Because again, uh, we have an entrenched establishment that, I believe, uh, I mean, eventually they will have to go. Either they will fall uh, down because of their own weight and the system will uh, uh, be destroyed on its own, or uh, you never know when the critical mass will be created. So the the problem, like I said again, is the current process, uh, which is being absolutely abused and used and utilized uh, for power purposes by the establishment, the Kosovo and Serbia, and, and that is happening also in Serbia because uh, I mean, Serbia hasn't seen any change whatsoever since, since uh, Milosevic's time. I mean, Vucic, the current president of Serbia, was a minister of information of Slobodan Milosevic, and he, he actually also was present in the war in, in Bosnia and probably was involved in, in the fighting.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with your, um, you know, the rationale in terms of why change. Real change, in fact, did not take place uh, to the degree that is necessary today for Kosovo to be able to fend for itself, to stand on its own, specifically specifically, because it has a certain national aspiration. Now, for example, the EU has been very critical of the government, accusing it of being corrupt. This is a, this is a corruption is not a secret. In- internal f- political fighting is not a secret the frustration of the young are not a secret uh, many of them if they can have any opportunity to leave they they want to leave and what we are what, what if is, if what you are saying it's a reality but my question is how do we change it that is can we accept the status quo I don't personally believe that the political corrupt elite will eventually implode. Uh, they will be self-destruct. As long as they continue to feed, as long as they continue to steal and take and, and strengthen their position and co-opt the, those in the next generation that you mentioned, what is going to happen? How, that, how implosion, political implosion is going to take place? Which means the public itself have to think in terms of different terms. I'm, you know, there's not going to be a military coup. There's not going to be a revolution. There's got to be some kind of civil, um, civil movement, to on a regular basis to point out to the fact that Kosovo's independence is at stake. And I really feel it is at stake in terms because if you are, if you have zero democratic institution, only in name. Uh, when you do not have uh, uh, job opportunities, when you don't have a prospect for a better future by the general public, when the corrupt leaders do not really care. And they remember, and they forgot the foundation on which Kosovo was built. It was built, as I mentioned in my, our article, on the ashes of those who have been slaughtered indiscriminately by, by, by the Serbs. So if they forget, their and this history is very short. We're talking about independence of 11 years old. Uh, the, the war is only 20 years old. So this is still the memory. People know it because it happened only recently. But then you have a, a political elite totally corrupt to the bone. And as far as, as long as they can get benefit from the corrupt system, from what there is, they want to continue to do so. And I don't see any, personally, I don't see any prospect for them to, and before any of them passes away, there's already somebody else who's maybe even more corrupt, come to replace them. So, it's exactly what you said, so you are now in a state of catch-22. And how do you break this vicious cycle? Because if this vicious cycle is not broken, What's the likelihood of Kosovo become really strong independent capable nation like among many other nations um and and not miss other opportunities because now they miss opportunities to become uh, a, a constructive member of the of the european community
0: uh, i mean i think what you're asking me is pretty much what is the t- the tipping point going to be and I, I think that's a valid question and i i I don't want to speculate but i think that the tipping point eventually will come i mean i i know but, I don't, I, but I don't, in what in what uh, form i'll i'll, I'll uh, try to uh, uh, express my my thoughts and and, and analysis about it uh, but i want to add something else uh, and it's not only kosovo the the balkans uh, is being mistreated by the eu though, for example why I mean, just look uh, at the the population uh, migrating out and all of that. I mean, Romania, for example, lost uh, 3 million people in the past 20 years. Bulgaria, similar percentages. Every country in the Balkans and in Eastern Europe has lost people uh, uh, supplanting uh, West Europe, which is actually having demographic problems with blood. Now, I am not against the movement of people. But if the EU and if Europe wants to be one, uh, I mean, they have to integrate the Balkans for security reasons, for economic reasons, for many other reasons, important reasons. Now, what are they doing? Instead of, for example, they are taking the people, the young people, the most capable, by the way, doctors who have been uh, educated by Kosovo and other Balkan countries, uh, IT personnel, engineers. And I understand they have the opportunities there, but I don't understand why Europe doesn't think a little more long-term and send back capital, for example, investments. Now to go back to Kosovo, because I don't want to delve too much into the EU, and again, uh, take the responsibility what we, we, we should take. I mean, it's, it's our responsibility to build our country, to bring it to the level where people don't want to leave. Uh, the, 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 the tipping point, first of, first of all, right now, Kosovo is at the crossroads. Uh, And and I think it's it's being used by everybody, of course, of the political establishment, because they want to politicize this issue of the final agreement with Serbia, but it cannot last forever. I mean, maximum probably until the end of this year. If nothing happens, uh, we will have a status quo, which I believe is wrong for us and for the region, because we just had Macedonia and Greece after, what, almost 20 years reach an agreement. And nobody, I mean, you you didn't have all the the, the parties claiming that they uh, reached a maximal victory, but both countries and the region won, I think. And it may happen with Serbia and Kosovo, I don't know. But uh, there has to be some solution. I don't know what it's gonna be. And there might be no solution, which would be in this case a status quo. Now, people will turn their focus and interest towards the political elites. They cannot hide anymore. They cannot say, well, this and that and uh, Serbia or these uh, outside factors or whatever. And Kosovo is a small country. Uh, It it cannot be uh, a superpower, but Kosovo has uh, some assets that if uh, leaders know how to utilize and to monetize and use, can uh, make Kosovo take off economically and start the road towards recovery, and also there are uh, tons of money around that are not using. I mean, Kosovo, the, the, the poor Kosovo is the only country that has paid all of its roads with its own money. Other Balkan countries and European countries used loans and debt from Euro- and support uh, from the EU. So the infrastructure, I think, was a sort of a good investment. Uh, we have some of the best roads in the region. Eventually once uh, the region is pacified and stabilized, uh, we're going to earn some return on that investment because tolls and whatever. Kosovo has, for example, uh, is the, the, the fourth largest, uh, it has the fourth largest reserves in Europe with coal, for example. And we don't yet have enough electricity. We could be exporters of electricity. So. We should, uh, we have, I think, two, three sectors where we have comparative advantage, and one of them is energy. Uh, The other, and and then while we do this, I think it's important that we uh, go back and fix the education because we have a very bad uh, educational system right now. And while we work on this, meaning energy, education, and economy, I think, I mean, still, even under these circumstances, Kosovo has the highest growth in the region. I mean, I think last year it was 4.4%, but that's not even enough to go back to stability. I mean, Kosovo would need a double-digit growth. And I think if those investments and also if the money that is still sitting in European banks earning, I mean, probably 0%, uh, that was uh, parked there from the privatization process, uh, which is, I believe around $1 billion. So if you, if you inject this capital into the economy. And like I said, the elites either open the way for the new generation by recruiting them and slowly giving them a responsibility. Uh, I think that uh, if these things happen, uh, Kosovo might get to the next phase and really establish itself as a state. And, but in order for this to happen, you need that agents of change. Right now in the political uh, theater in Kosovo, uh, I mean, there is only one party that has not been in government so far, with self-determination. And I, I have the impression that they need to change more on uh, focusing uh, their energies, again, on changing Kosovo in real terms, changing the economy, changing the education. But they are more focused on, again, also on, on those na- n- nationalistic uh, aspirations that Albanians have and that the majority of the population of Kosovo has. But nonetheless, again, I do not think that this current establishment will continue forever. I mean, if I was to go in and bet how long they're going to be in power, I would say somewhere between maximum uh, two years, probably what, three what, years. What
1: is, what is the basis of your assumption that they will not stay in power if if there is no political parties strong enough to challenge them. I mean, they are entrenched in power. I have yet to see a government almost anywhere around the world who voluntarily say, well, we are not serving our country well. We we will step aside, step down, and let's allow the new generations to come over. I have never seen this type of a government voluntarily relinquishing power. So And I don't think Kosovo is any different than any other country. So, so, you, so the assumption that the elite, the political elite today, which is largely corrupt, will eventually vanish, will disappear within a two or three years, I don't see the, the, the basis for that. What is going to be the basis? And I'm not suggesting this is impossible, but I'm searching for, or I'm really searching for, what it's going to take to effect that kind of change, that is, you, are, you are obviously care a great deal and for good reason about the future of Kosovo. And if you were to go back to Kosovo today and try to preach, you guys listen to me. We need to do A, B, C, and D in order to change the dynamics of the of the of, of the governing system that exists today. What are some of the steps that you would recommend? That is. If we continue to so Kosovo, continue to be preoccupied with Serbia, uh, well, the preoccupation with Serbia is not going to solve the socioeconomic and political malaise that Kosovo is experiencing. So, what, what, what would you preach? What would you tell them to do in, in very realistic terms, given, given the current conditions that exist in Kosovo, uh, from all aspects that we talked about? These conditions agree there is an interest on the part of the political elite to perpetuate, to perpetuate the current status quo. And there is, I don't see any real challenge coming from anywhere. And the pressure of the EU so far to to pointing out the corruption, trying to push for some reform, it did not really work. And also partly because, and I agree with you, the EU is not investing enough in order to have the lever, to say to the Kosovo, if you don't correct your ways, well, we're not going to do this, we're not going to do that. Uh, So since the EU is not investing enough, uh, also there's another element. You have Russia, who's trying to play a role there and prevent the Balkans from becoming any part of the EU. And then you have Turkey, who has its own ambition, as far as the Balkans are concerned. So you have these forces that actually... Have an interest in perpetuating the kind not just uh, uh, self perpetuation, but outside forces like Turkey, like, like the Russia, who are not interested to see, see any real change, and there is no prospect, at least from what I see now, for internal movement. Internal movement to force a change, to bring about a change. So, so how do you see that? How, unfolding
0: I mean all of those are valid points, and uh, also experience teaches us that most of the time that's true, but not in societies when they reach the boiling point I mean uh, the establishment and the population and and i think I think uh, insiders of the establishment and decision makers know it they also know that they have gathered so many assets, they have so much money, and they they now they care more about uh, the next phase in their lives. If they are afraid. Some probably, if, 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 if an uprising, for example, happens. Because, yeah, I think if you can gather 50,000 to 100,000 people in Pristina and you just have them sit in front of the government, not do anything uh, violent or you just have them sit there uh, for a week, you would see the government go.
1: Well, uh, so, uh, my, my point is this, and I agree with you. One of the things I've been saying, civil disobedience. Right. Who's, orga- who's going to organize it?
0: Uh, I mean, I, I don't know right now. But uh, there, there, there are, uh, again, green shoots everywhere. And uh, you see the level of uh, discontent is so high that I don't remember it. Uh, I mean, even, in, even before the war. Because before the war, you knew you you're dealing with an enemy, and eventually, when the situation was hopeless, there there was you know a formation called the KLA or, uh, born. Something will happen again. That the, the problem is, and and, and the, the establishment and the political class and the, the the power in Kosovo, all powerful players, will have will, will be left without any cards anymore. All the cards have been used the cord of uh, uh, religious radicalization, the cord so as a threat to security. Uh, if, if there is a deal with Serbia, then we will enter a new phase, as Kosovo, as Albanians, as Serbs, as a region. If it doesn't happen, still we will enter a new phase because they will lose that cord as well. You cannot come back and say, well, Serbia, 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 because something has to happen. And the only thing that can happen is one, that the establishment reforms itself from within, again, by opening itself up. And, Do
1: you think that's possible?
0: Uh, well, if, maybe it's not possible because, like you said, I believe that power is grabbed. Power is not given, usually. So, But again, the, in any society, even in, dicta- in dictatorships, you have the the, the, the masses boiling, and eventually when the temperature reach, and, and what helps the masses eventually erupt is the establishment how the establishment treats them and like I said the the level of discontent is really high So that sometimes if there is some help from outside In this case, I see uh, The help coming from outside because again, don't forget something from where from uh, The EU the US everywhere. Why? Because so far uh, the, The West is also a little culpable Why because they Want to keep these people in power uh, due to stability. I mean, we have stabilocracies. You have these people because they are the only ones who can guarantee you uh, you know stability. And eventually, when that card is uh, burned, I mean, what are you left with? So I think, and and maybe they're shooting themselves in the foot the establishment by making this agreement with Serbia the uh, main and most important thing that they they ever did. If they succeed, I think uh, still they will have to go into retirement because again, they also don't have the knowledge to be frank with you. I mean, you can see it. Like I said, they have almost a billion dollars sitting around in in Luxembourg in banks from the privatization and that would really, an agreement or a non-agreement with Serbia would have to to produce a, a solution for that money. And they also, Look how, how they focus, for example, only on, on paving roads. I mean, you can not totally ignore using your budget only on one investment. And also, for example, the education, what they, have they done? They have built schools, for example. Okay, schools are important, but what is more important is the quality of the education. I mean, now you, we, we are in the 21st century. So I think that, uh, and, and don't forget something. Uh, hopefully, eventually, the liberalisation of the visas will enable people to go, travel, and see how the world is. I mean, I know they see it now: the internet, the TV, everything. And it's also the human spirit for freedom, the aspiration to change things, to reform things. So, and we we have dealt with problems in the past, which were worse, if you ask me, because it was much harder to confront a big power like Yugoslavia than the current establishment in Kosovo. So. Now, I I, I don't want to see something like, for example, in Albania right now, where uh, the conflict that is uh, artificially being pushed is a conflict for power. But then we had some, again, some agents of change recently, even in Albania, and we're seeing them all over the region. Students, for example. They were not uh, demonstrating uh, for this political party or that political party. They were against the fees that the, the government of Rama has, had imposed on them. So I think eventually it's it's human to go back to where when the interest of a certain group, in this case, the majority of the people in both Kosovo, Albania, and the Balkans, is being trampled by the elites. Uh, there is no other result, but uh, again, uh, the elites will uh, lose eventually. Or like I said, they have two choices. One is that they change in, in, in an evolutionary manner, or, they leave uh, the people no choice but to overthrow them. I mean, we saw that uh, all over the Arab lands uh, during the Arab Spring.
1: Well, but the results were dismal in the Arab Spring. There was no real change anywhere. As a matter of fact, Libya is much worse than it was before under Qaddafi. Egypt is worse than it was under Mubarak. Look at what's happening in Syria. Look what's happening in the rest of the Arab world. So it's in a mess. The, the Arab Spring uh, <clears throat> offered um, a new chapter. But this, and I, my mind you, I personally believe that the Arab Spring is not over. Uh, however, um, um, and successful it's been thus far. But I want to go back to a couple of points that you have made. The change that you're talking about, which is absolutely necessary by the elite itself, is not going to be, in my view. I have not seen anything like this happen voluntarily. Uh, there's got to be some kind of pressure. The pressure can come from a number of sources: internal pressure, which you are counting on, and I not discarding that. I think probably the most important as uh, um, uh, pressure on the government should be coming from within. But then you also have a pressure coming from the EU, albeit it's not. Consistent. Uh, they are giving some money, they are de- making some demands, but it has not made a real dent, or, and it not has not shown real progress. They rely on the current elite, political elite, however corrupt, exactly what you just said, because they want to maintain sustainability, political sustainability. But what is the price? that Kosovo is paying as a result of that. So the EU and the United States to to some extent are as well, like exactly what you said, they're culprit by not demanding much accelerated kind of change. But that change coming from the outside cannot, in my view anyway, cannot succeed unless you build a constituency from within the country itself. And that constituency ought to be Composed from younger people, the more educated people, those who are willing to stand up and say, Enough is enough. That's my view. You're going to need that kind of indigenous movement. And the only indigenous movement you can create in Kosovo is by mobilizing the youth. But the youth itself today is so, uh, feel depressed, like you said. There are many of them want to give up. When you talk about visa liberalization, well, they can go out and see the world, but you know what? Many of them will not come back. Many of them will not come back. If they get any opportunity of job employment, a job opportunity anywhere they go, the likelihood is that they will not come back, manifested by the fact that today many, many thousands, tens of thousands of young because of ours, want to leave the country for better opportunities if they can find one. So what, what we're saying here, I'm not in disagreement with you, what I'm saying is that to effect a change, a, ser- a, reg- a serious change, we're going to need more than, I'm, I'm not saying what you said is hopeful, or, you know, wishful thinking, but things simply do not change on their own. You need a, s- a trigger. Well, where the trigger is going to come I, from?
0: I, I, I don't know the trigger right now. Like I said, one of the triggers that could trigger more triggers is the discontent. I mean, now it's obvious. Before people justified injustice, inequality, mistreatment, uh, the misdeeds of the establishment. Now it's quite clear that the establishment is discredited. And I believe the establishment themselves know it. Because partially due to the fact that they have achieved some of their goals, enrichment, and partially because they are not blind and they have families and so on and so forth. So, but the other thing, uh, I mean, I mentioned Arab Spring and probably that was not the best comparison with the situation in the Balkans because the Arab Spring was also something else, uh, more geopolitical. And so, so, uh, I should probably use another real uh, comparison. I mean, people in Eastern Europe overthrew regimes. I mean, okay, they were communists, they were uh, um, uh, monist, and but uh, plurist, plural, uh, regimes in pluralism can turn into uh, problems too. So uh, those people have still historical uh, memory about their power, and sometimes <laughs> uh, I remember Václav Havel using uh, has an essay about the power of the powerless. Never underestimate the powerless, because, uh, like I said. It will take only 100,000 people. That's that's less than 5% of the Kosovo population to to be triggered and, and, and cause the change. Now, another factor that I think is very important on my, uh, I don't want to say optimism, but uh, pragmatic optimism is the fact that there are uh, trends out there everywhere. I mean, we have all of this instability or... Shake off or call it whatever you want in the world because it is a result of establishments. In many countries, establishments had probably good intentions, but their results were not that good. And they also underestimated discontent. I mean, we we see it even in Israel. I mean, a few years ago, we had people demonstrating for the first time, uh, not about security or other things, but about uh, general economic conditions. And you don't know in, in, in political development sometimes what is going to trigger what. I mean, for example, the, the uh, one of the very worst events that happened in Kosovo after the war was 2004. It was triggered by rumors about the killing of the, these three boys, drowning of th- three boys in Mitrovica. So it could be anything. And the trends in the world, because look, the changes in, in the late 80s, like for example, Soviet Union was... Overthrown from the Soviet people. I mean, the Russian people and people around them. Uh, same in Romania. Same. So well, I
1: mean, the Soviet Union was really in, in self-implosion. There was no demonstration. There was no uh, the people. No, but Romania contestant. they executed
0: their former president in in. Uh, no, I mean
1: you talk about the Soviet. The, 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 no, no the, but I'm saying yeah.
0: sometimes uh, uh, historical and political events are also global. So uh, one thing leads to another thing, and then also those small countries usually see the others. So, they're, they're, I mean, now we have the European elections, for example. I do uh, anticipate a big shakeup in Europe. I mean, a lot of European countries are gonna be surprised themselves what their citizens are gonna tell them. I mean, look at, at Germany, look at France, uh, you have Alternative for Deutschland, for example. It, it's not a joke anymore. I mean, it was called fringe politics. It's, it's going to be probably soon mainstream. And now you can argue that those radical small changes uh, could be ignored, and I agree in terms of power, but they also push the establishment move. For example, look at Angela Merkel, the CDU. CDU has moved right as a result of the demands coming from such entities as, as AFDE and so on. So what I'm trying to say is that there will be change. Now, how deep the change will be, how, uh, what the effects of the change will be, I don't know. But this establishment in Kosovo cannot uh, continue being like that. It's no, like cannot it cannot continue, continue a, but a, when you look sense, at the, um,
1: when you survey the, the changes that are taking place in Europe today, look what's happening in Hungary, so it's going to happen in Poland. Uh, look at what's happening, the rise of um, white supremacists in Germany. So there is a movement to the right, certainly to the right of center. And I don't think necessarily that Kosovo or any of the Balkan states are going to be immune from that kind of movement. So we, we want to go back to what you are suggesting. I, albeit, I really do not disagree with, with, with what you are saying. What I am saying is, you said the trigger is going to come by in and of itself. Some something is going to trigger, more, such a, um, that that would push the people, push the young people, to say enough is enough and go to the street because they are, will no longer take it. They are not prepared to take it. What I am saying, what I am saying, can Kosovo afford to wait until such a trigger happened? or shall we precipitate a trigger? This is, this is, you know, if I were a Kosovo nationalist, and I live in Kosovo today, I'm not, I will not wait for, for something to happen on its own. I will create my own trigger and trigger something. Is, let me ask you the following. Is in Kosovo, can uh, any, any individual or individuals be able to form their own party, political party?
0: But that's that's why uh, i cannot give the name or name the trigger because uh, no but
1: tell me if if a group of people yes, decide yes, yes, say okay. take israel for example yes, overnight okay. overnight a new party was created and look what happened overnight a new party was created and got as exactly as many ma- mandate in the parliament as the likud party and this party was created overnight because they've had it with the conservatives. You,
0: you, you're talking about Benny Guns?
1: Benny Gantz, the white, black, the white and the blue and white, whatever it right. is. Uh, but in Israel, so many parties are formed last minute. As a matter of fact, in this last election, there were more than twenty-five different parties running. Many of them did not reach the threshold to have representation in the parliament. My question to you is this. Is there such a thing in in Kosovo that if a group of people can get together and form a party, will the government allow that to happen?
0: Well, they they cannot forbid it. Uh, If the the people have the will and the determination, the problem is that, uh, again, uh, I think the the opportunity that we let uh, rot was... uh, all the investment that was made in the so-called civil society. I mean, it takes time to create leaders and to create people who are capable of governing or at least challenging government. I mean, it's, 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 this idea that state is something that you can take over and run it, it's, it's well, no, no, a little, little I'm, ridiculous. I'm
1: not, I'm not saying that, but I mean, uh, you cannot, however, say that you do not have enough people today <coughs> uh, qualified, qualified. Um, To be able to take over if you say that then then Kosovo really is doomed how much longer are you going to wait because the longer you wait the more entrenched the government becomes if it's not challenged at least domestically
0: no but 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 again i go back to to, to the way i think about it and i i look at it uh, at least i believe to be the reality uh certain generations in government i mean every country goes through that for example, Israel throughout its history reached the point where a certain generation could not go any further. I mean, and I think, for example, Netanyahu has reached that point now. Uh, geopolitically, he has, uh, for example, achieved something for Israel. And I know a lot of people disagree with him and don't like him. But, uh, for example, uh, making the Golan Heights uh, secure in it, at least for, for geopolitical reasons, it's a, is an achievement. But now, I think that he has reached the point where he, again, he has to open the way for the next generation. No, well, and, let, and,
1: let me suggest to you, if I may, something. The, what Netanyahu and many conservative leaders around the world, what he has created, whether he stays in power or not, he has created powerful, powerful constituency today, moved very much to the right. Whether he survived politically another five years or years, or he leaves tomorrow, he has already created a movement powerful enough to be able to sustain itself no matter what the left or left of center are going to do. So this is what has, what's happening. He may leave. And for, I'll take also, I'm going to mention to you Trump. Uh, Trump may lose the election 2020, but he has created a certain base that base will not disappear. That base will not disappear. The reason why the Republican congressmen today stick to him, largely because they will not be elected if they don't stick to him, because the constituency, the constituency that he has, it still is entrenched. So that's what what I'm going to go back to Kosovo. What happened? even if this elite leaves, the question is when? They may have already created successors to take over and prevent significant change from taking place because this is exactly what they wanted and, to do
0: and, and that that brings us back to the to the uh, to the intrinsic uh, importance of the fact that reality has to be taken into account. I mean, if you are in politics, I'm not in politics, I'm talking here as an independent uh, person, but when you are in politics, you, you cannot annihilate your opponent. You have to take into account the fact that let's say, you cannot kill the establishment. You cannot jail all of them. You cannot uh, destroy, let's say, for example, in Kosovo, the PDK or LDK or like the PDK start, uh, uh, attempted to do with LDK or now the new party, Wendosia, uh, thinks that the PDK. So these people will exist. Because the supporters, the adherents, the sympathizers will always exist. And they also disagree with you, probably. They think the core virtues of their ideology or their party are good. So that's, that's where one needs to have special skills to uh, lead the country or uh, bring it to the next phase where you will uh, leverage them as well some will have to go into the opposition. I mean, in the case of Israel, probably liquid eventually will go there. It will not disappear, but the change of or or the circulation of the elites of power will change the opposition as well. So that I don't see as a problem. And now to go back to the the creation of the political parties. Uh, No, I don't think right now is the momentum to create a new party in Kosovo. The momentum was, I believe, in 2014-15 2014-15 when uh, there were several attempts, but they were, unfortunately, unsuccessful in my opinion, uh, with pretty good people. And the opposition missed the opportunity, in this case with Vendosia, because, again, instead of focusing on taking over government, they were talking about big ideas such as, for example, emancip- emancipating the population and blah, blah. You emancipate the population more when you have the power. You affect the state more, and even the national issue, more when you are in power. Well, so what I, I, I think, I think, uh, uh, but again, I, I insist that uh, the, the bluff or the cords that they have in their hands, I don't know that, I don't have the information, that the establishment in Kosovo and probably everywhere in, in, in the region, and in, in, especially in Serbia, are using regarding this big deal. There will be a life-changing issue for the region, and it may, I don't know, if the U.S. is serious about it, it may. But the independence of Kosovo, as far as security, I don't think is threatened. I don't think the U.S. will ever allow Kosovo uh, to be endangered. So putting that aside, which is a good thing for the people of Kosovo, again, I think that this is the last moment, politically, historically, geopolitically, geoeconomically, in any way you look at it, that, the, I mean, if the, if the agreement happens, it will be a new situation. what agreement between Serbia and Kosovo if, if they ever and it will have to happen either in 2019 or let's say they they shift it over in 2020 because again if the administration of Trump is really for the agreement they will have to do it within 12 months if there is nothing there will be status quo and that brings back to the political theater the people now, again, you can push me to try to give you an answer. I don't have the answer. No, no, Who no. Who would no, do it, uh, but the, the, something would trigger change or probably the establishment will realize we need to reform because, for example, they can do that too. They could, I mean, the current government of Kosovo has six ministers, six ministers that have uh, cases in courts. I mean, with open ca- Actually, two of them were indicted and... Uh, I believe they they actually were found guilty and One of them is the minister of diaspora. Yeah, so I, now uh, you either Suspend those ministers and some of your friends put uh, you put in jail or they're, they're but the discontent will erupt.
1: But the problem is, you know, I mean they take take and an, i will to try to conclude so soon so, shortly They take Israel here. You have a prime minister was indicted he was running again under indictment. He has three corrupt cases against him. He run again nevertheless, and he won more votes than he won the last time when there were no indictment against him. So I take uh, sort of uh, um, I have a, um, myself, I'm a little n- not as convinced as you, you are in this regard. That is, And that goes back to why the Israeli people... Elected him again, or choose to support him again, but that transcends. You see, transcends who is Netanyahu. It is what is happened. They, they voted for what he stood for, what he stands for, and what he stands for is no Palestinian state, continue with the settlement, etc., etc., etc. So, what I'm going back to Kosovo now. The yeah, six six ministers who are corrupt, two are indicted, but what happened, nevertheless they have been strengthening their foundation rather than allow things to slip away. So I'm not as convinced that the change is going to be self-created. That is the government will come to the conclusion we are too corrupt, we are under tremendous pressure and attack, verbal attacks by our people outside countries, and it's time for us to give in or to give up power and allow a new generation to come to the fore. I don't believe that things like this happen by themselves. You need, as we spoke before, you need the trigger, and the most important trigger has to come from within. And I also don't believe that a resolution to the conflict between Kosovo and and Serbia is the key to reaching different kind of uh, um, uh, social and economic and political conditions in. In, Serbia, in, in Kosovo, that is much better than it is today.
0: If it happens or if it doesn't happen?
1: No, I'm saying if it happens, that not necessarily translate to major development in Kosovo. I don't believe that that's going to happen automatically, Is going to change the condition, social, political, specifically, uh, economic condition in, in kosovo
0: well we will be in new waters then i, I agree i mean uh, uh, much bigger than the power of kosovo or of the region because well i mean we we, w- we would go in a different uh, direction i agree but if it doesn't happen what is the excuse my, my feeling is it's not going
1: to happen anytime soon right. any and the reason is being the 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 soviet the russia is in the middle of it Turkey is in the middle of it. And what they are doing, they're trying to torpedo any prospect of these two countries in particular and others to, to come much closer to the EU. So that is why I'm saying self-reliant is the only solution in my view. Take the youth. Instead of expressing uh, anger and frustration, why not get the youth involved in, social, in, in uh, the civil society? Why aren't they volunteering and do something for themselves? Uh, instead of thinking in terms, it's a dead end, the best thing for me is to leave the country. What I am saying is, we've got to change the mentality, the, the how these young people uh, think, but also for them to understand that they have inherent power. They have the power, and they have not been able to use it so so uh, thus far. And that we need something, we need to do something to make, them, to make the young generation today, and when I say young, I don't mean 18 and 19, I'm talking to the second, the millennium generation, those who are in their 40s oh, and, and right. 50s, to, to, to step forward and say, well, we've got to do something about it, and then encourage the younger ones, those who are in their 20s and even less than that, to begin to do, to work within, to do something for their own country uh, in whichever capacity they can, to strengthen the democratic uh, structure of the, the foundation of the country, to, to be involved in, in, in the uh, civil society, to volunteer, to, to, to volunteer to teach, to volunteer to help uh, communities in a variety of, of ways. We need some kind of a, of a program, in my view, in Kosovo, that is going to create the new dynamics from within. If not a political party, but this, this could eventually lead to that. That is that is not going to happen unless there is some instigator, something that is going to trigger. And 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 so I don't see that this is going to happen naturally in Kosovo today, unless there is some kind of effort made by local leaders, you know, not not in power necessarily, to begin that kind of. A process instead of talking about immigration and more people leaving the country and the corruption and all of that but begin to structure because you cannot change uh, uh, the elite uh, corruption today overnight it's not going mm-hmm. to happen they are doing everything they can to preserve to, uh, th- their position and the money they are make, get, getting from this again you know I yeah you know a lot more about about Kosovo than I would that I absolutely know But I I think think we need a change. You agree that we need a change. We're probably disagreeing on one single point because we agree on just about everything, is that where that change is going to come from. And is there any way by which we can accelerate the process? Uh,
0: Like I said, I I think the change will come from within. Uh, It has happened in the past because... uh, Again, the the, the ruling class will run out of all excuses. And again, you mentioned Israel, and Israel is a good example of how security threat can be used as a political tool all the time. Uh, And we are also lucky because Kosovo is in Europe. So Europe cannot afford it. And that's why it cannot afford to look at the Balkans as an appendix. It's not. I mean, the Balkans has also security repercussions for Europe. And that's the biggest mistake that they're making because you mentioned, for example, Turkey. Instead of working with Turkey, although Turkey doesn't want to work with them, to integrate even Turkey within the EU, which was the strategy 20 years ago when I lived in Germany, for example, they are letting the Turkish influence grow in the Balkans. I mean, there, is, there are the Russians. Now you have the Chinese, for example. They, well, this they is have got exactly the, so, the point. No, but what I'm trying to, to, to say is that Europe will be uh, uh, pushed against the wall, and they will have to do something. I mean, uh, will they make the Balkans perfect? I don't think so, because when they integrated Romania, Bulgaria... Uh, Croatia, Slovenia, they were not, they, they they fulfilled less requirements than, for for example, Kosovo has fulfilled, I think, almost 200% more requirements for the visa liberalization and has not gotten visa liberalization. Uh, citizens of, of the Ukraine can travel freely in Europe, citizens of Kosovo can't, and Ukraine is in a war. So what I'm trying to say is that, uh, and, and also, again, this is the part of the world trends that will uh, leave no choice for Europeans and the Western world. I mean, for example, the U.S. They may decide not to get involved in the Balkans, and and one of the reasons why the Russians and the Turks and the Chinese and others sort of got the upper hand is because U.S. was not but as th-
1: involved as it should be. Exactly, and so we are it, basically. Yeah, but then you
0: pay the price when you have to go back.
1: But who is paying? I see. This is this is exactly the point. Well, the because of are allowing Turkey to do that. They are allowing Turkey to come and build more masculine schools. I, they, are, I, they are opening the door for if, the you, if,
0: you, if you allow me, I can tell you that uh, Albanians in Kosovo are pretty smart. Sometimes they uh, know how to opportunistic, opportunistically uh, use other powers as well. So we, we have been in the region for the past 2,000, 3,000 years, and we had different rulers and different influencers and whatever. So... Uh, I, I do agree that we have those problems, but uh, Turkish influence and religious influence and, and, and uh, all of those other influences are, in my opinion, again, probably third tier problems. The main problem for us is, I believe, economic, social, uh, democratic, if you want, because yes, uh, democracy as a system, we must have it. And we also cannot forget that, and this is the biggest problem in the West, if you ask me. Democracy as a system is a tool, is a process. It doesn't give the people the soul. That's, one, that's what, for example, ideologies do. That's what uh, nationalism does. That's what religion does sometimes, you know what I mean? So, and we uh, need to focus on that economy. Uh, like I said, uh, the, the strengthening of the state, then uh, unemployment, education, all of those really important problems. The second one is, I mean, as far as the geopolitical codes, our codes are clear. I think the Kosovo is the most pro-American country in the world, probably. Even Israel might not be as, as, as strongly pro-American as Kosovo. Albanians in general, uh, pro-Western, uh, culturally, econo- I mean, the, the, the biggest uh, economic exchange of Kosovo and of the Balkans, still almost, almost 65% is exchanged with Europe. I mean, Turkey is present there. I'm not denying it. So so we, we are clear in that. Uh, will they try to influence the region? Hell yeah. Well, but the that, Chinese, But they are will influencing try. The, the
1: region and they are supporting the corrupt leadership. And the leadership is working with them because it served their interest. Um, yeah, but
0: they, they have lost. Don't forget that. They have lost because Montenegro is in NATO now. Uh, Macedonia is going to be in NATO. So the Russians lost there too. If you ask me, for example, I see... As more dangers for general interests of the uh, countries there in the region and in Europe, uh, the influence of, of, of the Russians in Greece, for example. I mean, Tsipras openly uh, collaborates with Putin. And then you have also, for example, and, and I'm going to end this geopolitical uh, opinion with, with uh, uh, Germany. I mean, Germany is a little bit double-faced uh, vis-à-vis Kosovo. Why? There are five countries of the EU that do not recognize Kosovo. Uh, it's Spain, for ridiculous reasons. Also, I they claim know, it's I Catalonia, know. but it's—I mean—it doesn't. There is no parallel between Catalonia and Kosovo. It's Slovakia, it's uh, Greece, it's Cyprus, and it's uh, who else? Is it? There is another country. So uh, now, during the crisis in 2008, 2009, austerity measures and all of that with Greece, Germany was detrimental in assigning the, the help and the assistance, financial assistance to Greece, pretty much allowed Greek the Greeks to, to survive. And they never used that power to, for example, say, you know what, you should recognize Kosovo. Because you see the problem, nobody in Kosovo would have a problem even thinking about the change of borders of correction or whatever, demarcation. Yeah, yeah. If, if those powers, and those five European countries recognize Kosovo because then you would have one Kosovo. We wouldn't care even about the seat in the US, in the UN. So it's, it's, it's a sort of a, everybody's playing a game and looking at short-term interests, unfortunately, instead of long-term interests. Because like I said, if you ask me, the Balkans strategically uh, and in every aspect possible is very important for Europe. And I think Europeans know it. They, they have some judgmental thinking about the people there and and Probably even you have some racist views which are wrong. I believe but uh, they will come to the Realization that there is no choice and Europe will never be whole without integrating the Balkans And when will it happen? I cannot give you a date. Uh, but I think it has to happen.
1: No, well Things will happen. I'm not sure when by whom I mean this is still up in the air really and um, the EU's have not been as a, as active and willing to take the to, to invest in both political and financial resources in order to effect the change. The Trump administration is preoccupied with its own problems, and I don't expect Trump to tomorrow or next year, God forbid, he's, if he's reelected, to really pay any attention whatsoever about what's going on in Kosovo is corrupt to the bone, and he would rather deal with corrupt people than straightforward people. So, you know, Kosovo, as long as Kosovo is pulled and pushed, this is how I see it, by various powers in the region and outside the region, and it is weak internally because there is less and less social and political and economic cohesiveness. So Kosovo becomes subject to outside and internal forces, over which it does not have complete control. That's that's a, and, and 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 if we accept that as a premise, then we have to ask the question: Okay, if that is the case, what is it going to take to effect the change? You have a different view that change may may well come naturally, and I'm saying I doubt that, given the political trends that have been sweeping Europe today. If that change is going necessarily is is natural. You need new forces within from within Kosovo itself to try to make an effort to effect the change by as, by taking many measures, political measures, socioeconomic measures, to begin specifically with the youth that instead dedicating themselves to this is my country. It's been in existence as an independent country for 11 years. We are on the verge. We are basically disintegrating from within. Young people don't want to stay. They want to find other places to go to and we're gonna have, they have to create a new orientation. And and for that, you're going to need a new leadership, obviously, but that leadership isn't gonna come and it is being cultivated. And the way it's cultivated, you have to create a movement. And then, uh, you know, leaders will rise because once there is an opportunity, that is, leaders will rise because of circumstances and we need to create the conditions to allow for that leadership to, to come to the fore and begin to change. And that is a process. And and I'm somewhat pessimistic about a rapid change that takes place unless Kosovo itself recognizes that change is central to its survival as an independent state.
0: Again, I mean, change doesn't come naturally because you have to do something to cause change. But the potential is there. Uh, I do think that the momentum is not there. Uh, for the reasons that we discussed during the conversation. And because again, the major powers do not want the change right now, but they cannot uh, have this uh, idea of uh, pending status forever. They can't. Uh, The potential is there. I do agree that yeah, somebody needs to do some organization and whatever, but uh, we have run out of all options. I mean, we have tried everything. We have tried almost every party, every leader that is in, in, in the scene, except with Vendosia, who also showed themselves. And now, to, uh, political entrepreneurs are a little bit like business entrepreneurs. I mean, those people who create parties, who create change, who change states, nations, regions, are entrepreneurs. And the, the thing is that right now, I, I mean, I, I don't want to talk using individual names, I don't see even groups of those people, clusters, but uh, the discontent, I insist again, is uh, so high that there is no other solution but for the people, because not all the people can leave. And now, when I mention European Union and the West, I, I mean, technically, that's a disadvantage for Kosovo, because if the right-wing forces and I mean uh, fascist forces and whatever come to power in Europe, that's bad for us. But in that bad, there is something good because people will realize not two million people can leave the country and go somewhere and find a solution. Well, because I mean, they, will, they will also start not accepting people. But when you so have you have to find a solution because this is my home. This is where I have to build my life, and yeah. uh, they will have to to come up with a solution.
1: Well, again, you know, if the statistic bearers are correct, and when you have a hundred more than a hundred thousand left in, uh, in twenty fifteen. Uh, it's it's a very alarming. Yeah, but, but not, uh, not all are staying. But, but going, P, P, a but lot of going, people are returning. Going to your point, if whenever change comes, and from when the political elite gives up itself, it's pressure from the outside. What you're going to still need to have infrastructure ready to be, and be able to take over. You do not have that infrastructure—political, economic, and social infrastructure—and I think this is what the cause of our need to think about it. Change will come. Let us assume you are—you correct. Change will have to come, but if we don't have the infrastructure to immediately step in, then you can count on the elite, political elite, and other to continue to exploit the situation because there is no real challenge that they can see. That over time, this is what's going to happen if we do not correct our ways. Anyway, we can continue. I agree. I agree. Continue with so many more, uh, you know, this conversation. I really appreciate it. You're terrific. Thank you. And and I hope we can uh, continue our dialogue and uh, do something about it. (laughs) Thank you again. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode on the issues. You can find this podcast on my SoundCloud page and stay tuned to my social media accounts for the latest analysis and announcements.